So we're looking at the name above all names. First, let's look at Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 to 8. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 to 8. Therefore, therefore, now if the Lord permits, we will come back to this scripture, connecting why the author is saying therefore therefore because of a reason for some reason God exalted Jesus to the highest place take note of that highest place in other words nothing above where he has been exalted to and not only did he exalt him but he gave him a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Other versions say that at the mention of that name, at the proclamation of that name, at the declaration of that name, at the confession of that name, every knee would have to bow. And we are looking at knees in heaven, it means that there are knees in heaven, on earth, under the earth. So, knees in the tripartite world, in the heavenlies, on this very earth, and beneath the earth. So, clearly, there are knees. Whatever those knees are, there are knees. When the Bible talks of knees, it is speaking with reference to capacity to bow, capacity to obey, capacity to be submissive. And only personalities or beings can submit. In other words, there are beings in heaven, beings on this earth, and beings beneath the earth. And all of them will bow at the mention of the name. And every tongue will acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Tongues in heaven, tongues on earth, and tongues beneath the earth. And his intent in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10, his intent, his purpose is that through the church, through you and I, through us, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known and to be made known to whom to rulers take note of that word rulers rulers and authorities they are not the same rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms again emphasizing the first scripture that there are rulers 
there are authorities in the heavenly realms. There are rulers. There are authorities on earth. There are rulers. There are authorities beneath the earth. Colossians 1.16 For in him all things were created. Things on earth. Things in heaven and on earth. Visible and invisible. And then in describing the visibility and invisibilities, whether thrones, so whether visible or invisible thrones, whether visible or invisible thrones in heaven, on earth, or beneath the earth, whether powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. So we have made the point again that there are visible and invisible rulers. There are visible and invisible thrones. There are visible and invisible authorities. There are visible and invisible dominions. And all these, whether visible or invisible, will have to bow at the mention of Jesus. Bible says in 1 Peter 3, 18, going that Christ suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death. Take note. He was put to death, but, but made alive in Christ. So on one hand, Jesus was killed, was crucified, was put to death. But whilst he was killed, he was put to death. There was another transition taking place. And that was that he was made alive. And in being made alive, the Bible says that he went and made proclamation to the imprisoned spirit. Theologians are, have all kinds of what these imprisoned spirits are. But I don't, I don't really want to bother my head. We leave that to the professors to bother their head. But what I know is that he made a proclamation to imprisoned spirits. Whatever those spirits are, Jesus made proclamation to them when he was made alive. So, once here, we saw him as dead. We saw him as buried. We saw him as crucified. He was made alive in the spirit. He was made alive. We will come and see how all these things will come together. And then it talks about those spirits, that those who are disobedient, again, whatever that means, that's not really my emphasis. And then, after all this, the Bible says that in the verse 32, he was gone into heaven and is at the right hand. Now, take note. He's at the right hand of God. Now, I keep saying the right hand does not mean right hand. It only means position of authority. Uh, if not, then who is at the left hand? Some people say the Holy Ghost. <laughs> but right hand is only symbolic of position of authority. God doesn't have, I've, I've said this over and over, he doesn't have a left and a right. He, he's not limited to have left and right. But take note, say that it's at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers. Not the same with angels, with authorities, and powers in submission to him. 
Now, in reading all these several scriptures together, there's a clear indication that the world is made up of more than we know. God's creation is more than we know. In fact, only a few of it have been made known to us. But in spite of our lack of knowledge into everything, there are snippets, glimpses of what the world really is that has been revealed to us. And that there are different beings, different creations, different personalities, different entities God has made. Among them are angels. Among them are authorities. Among them are rulers. Among them are dominions. Among them are different spirits that are in the heavens, that are on this earth, that are beneath the earth, visible and invisible. We can only see the visible ones, but God is telling us that there are invisible ones. Now, listen to me. The Bible says, now let's look at the words that are being used. So, rulers, it means there are entities, there are beings who have been created by God to rule. They are ruling to exercise authority. They have a dream, they have a vision, they have an agenda, they have a plan to execute, to rule. To rule means to exercise authority or power over. So in God's creation, there are invisible beings created by God himself to rule, to exercise authority, to have power over. What? over we don't know but they have now I said the last time that because of that scripture that we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against powers and principalities and spirits there is the mindset as a thinking that when we talk of powers and rulers and dominion and spirit it's all about the demonic world so we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and spirits that are wicked and dark forces. But hey, God never created dark world, never created evil spirits, never created demons. He created rulers, powers, authorities, dominion, angels, among which some of them fail. And let me say this. Those who fell were not more than those who remained with God. No wonder when Elisha, servant, was scared by the army of the enemies all around him. And he was so scared and was so trembling. He came to Elisha and said, Elisha, we are dead. He was scared because of the army. But that man of God who knew into the spirit world saw that there were only just a minute in the army that were against them. So he prayed and said, oh God, open the eye of this man. And when his eyes were opened, he saw a multitude. So hear me. If there are 10 demonic powers and principalities, there are millions of other powers and principalities who belong to the Lord. There are millions upon millions. And these are not just angels or authorities or rulers or dominion they are beings with great authority 
When you read the book of Revelation, the Bible says that one angel is going to hold the devil bound. One, not two. In fact, the Bible says that one angel will use the left leg on the earth, the other on the sea. And he will declare, holding the wings from moving. These are beings, one entity. And these are beings with God. So the powers and the wicked spirits and principalities that we are all scared of, yes, there are spirits controlling Africa, demons controlling Ghana, demons controlling America and across the globe and nations and communities. But here, there are angelic beings and authorities and rulers who also control these nations. But you see, this is the deep thing here. All these beings have been placed under the authority of the church. So we decide who rules in the affairs of man. If we do not have an understanding and a revelation of the spirit world, we allow the demonic world to behave as if they have the control. Listen, Jesus said the prince of this world is coming, but none of his is in me. That statement was made before the death and resurrection. It was before the death and the resurrection that Satan had control over the world. But the very day that Jesus was lifted up, he made a public show and made a declaration, it is finished. It is finished meant even the control and the dominion of Satan and his demons over the earth was over. And after that, he made a statement that now all authority in heaven, on earth, under the earth, has been given to him. Now this means that all rulers, whether they are for God or for the devil, all dominion, whether they are for God or they are for the devil, all principalities, national rulers, international rulers, societal rulers, theological rulers, ideological rulers. Now, when the Bible talks of rulers and dominion and authority, I believe that there are multiples of them. Even mindset, new age movement, this LGBTQ movement, these are all rulers, these are all authorities. These are all people with an agenda and a movement. And we will sit there and think that the political leaders will solve it to our shock. But when as a church we understand that there are also rulers of theology, rulers of mindset and thinking, agendas that have been instituted by God and we appropriately appropriate them, then at the mention of that name, LGBTQ, I'm saying that there are visible and invisible. Some of them, ideas, perceptions, philosophies have their invisible sources that are only manifesting in the visible. And these mostly are falling beings that take advantage of humanity. God has given Jesus a name above every name, not only intended to you know, anytime we talk about we say that he's been given a name above every name and as if the intention is all to heal the sick, then is there a name? Whether it's cancer, whether it's tumor, is a name. Yes. But those are the cramps. The name has not been given only for cancers and tumors. Those are the surplus of the name. The name has been given so that every knee will bow. So that rulers will bow. Authorities will bow. Dominion will bow. We are not talking about only sickness. and We are talking about rulers. 
We are talking about authorities. And all these things, his intent, the Bible says his intent is that through the church, not through the powers, not through the principalities, that through the church, through PRWC, the manifold wisdom of God will be made known to these powers we are talking about. So God sits there and says, hey, 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 I'm going to make a people out of clay. I'm going to put my spirit in them, and I'm going to do a show with them because my son is going to die for them. So at the mention of that name, when I go on my knees, when you go on your knees, when you are driving, when you are moving, and you come to that consciousness and begin to make mention of that name with the faith, with the conviction, Bible says that rulers will bow. And I've said that when we say rulers, we're talking about people who exercise authority and power. We talk of authorities. We are those that have been given power and right to control. They have the right to control. So they control governments. They control communities. They control destinies. They control people's future. They control, they control, they control. That they have been created to control. Some of which fail. But there are others who are still with the Lord. They do not just control, they judge. They make declarations. They forbid and prohibit. They accept. So they can make a judgment over a community, over a family, over a society. That per our declaration, you, this society, will not prosper. That they have been given the authority to judge. And because they are authorities, they will exercise it. And when these authorities are under the kingdom of Satan, they exercise it to the detriment of people. But that is why God has given a name that is above every name. So as they judge and they prohibit and they resist, they allow and disallow Auditor General. As they do all these things, the authority has also been granted the church to also, <laughs> if the high court decrees, the Supreme Court overrules it. So if they are the high court, the church is the supreme court. Because the Lord has been given a name that at the mention of that name, every knee will bow. So, but you see, it is knees only bow at the mention. Take note. He didn't say he has been given a name and all knees will bow. No. So if we sit there and do not appropriate that name with understanding and clarity of what that name ought to do, the name would just be there and people would not bow. Situations would not bow. Conditions would not bow. But whether you declare or not, these people who are rulers and authorities, especially those on the satanic side, and even those who are not of the satanic, they also have an agenda. They also have a dream. They also have a vision. The angelic beings also have their vision. Authorities also have the vision because they've been created for that. But the church would have to have the capacity to coordinate all these authorities in this favor. Hey, am I communicating to someone? Now hear me. The fact that you have authority does not mean you are ruling. Let me make this point very clear. You can have authority. You can have authority. Authority means the right and the power to control, to judge, to prohibit, all those things. But rule is to exercise authority. So if you have the authority and you don't exercise it, you only have an authority, which is waste. I mean, the police have an authority. But... If there's a police officer now, he has authority, but he's not exercising that authority. It is when he begins to exercise, then the relevance of that authority becomes beneficial. 
And so even though all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to the Lord Jesus Christ and has been granted the church, it only becomes beneficial when the church begins to rule. And we rule with knowledge and understanding. If you are the president of a nation, having the whole Ghana or the whole Zambia or Kenya at your disposal and you decide to exercise authority at Nima, whose fault? So your appreciation and understanding of your domain will determine how effective your authority is utilized. May God open our understanding. So there are dominion. Dominion means those who rule and control powers or sovereign areas, territories under their control. These are the dominions. So they have territories. They have areas they operate. Now, again, whether they are on the side of God or on the side of the devil, they have their own authorities to operate. But hear me. All these beings, God's intent is for the church to make known God's wisdom, God's mind, to command these spirit beings, these authorities, these rulers, to not just rule according to their creative tendencies or instincts, but to rule according to the mind and the heart of God. That is the mandate of the church. If we do not understand that, we will use only our mandate to fight for visa, to fight for marriage, to fight for whatever. You will marry, but the spirit that dominates the environment will dominate the marriage. But when you understand your position, then you don't only use the name of Jesus to marry, but you also use the name of Jesus to coordinate the powers around your environment to appropriate blessings on your marriage. At the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. Visible and invisible. If our focus is only on MPP, NDC, PPY, DDV, you live in abject poverty because these guys, some of them, they have their motivation. I can't vouch for all politicians. I cannot, not even all pastors. Then how can I vouch for people who don't know God? But I can vouch for the name of the Lord. I can vouch for the authority in the name that if we exercise it right, the Lord will visit us. But you see, it did not come just like that. Let us go back with what I began by saying. I said, Paul started the statement by saying, therefore, what is the therefore? Philippians chapter 2 from verse 1. Let's come to maybe verse 3. Do nothing. Hear me out. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Do nothing out of selfish ambition. There are some people when they are in charge, oh my goodness, everything about them is involved. But as long as they are not in charge. So you realize that their motivation for doing the thing is for their own vain glory and vain conceit. As long as they are the leader, as long as their name is on something, they do it with dexterity and excellence. But once the table turn, they have a kind of an attitude. They are selfish people. They are vain conceit. As long as they are not leading the team, they do not put their all. But the Bible says that do nothing out of vain conceit or selfish ambition. But in humility, consider others better than yourself. Hey, hey, how many of us, including the pastor, sees others better than themselves? That is what compelled Jesus, who is God, Hear me out. Jesus, God, enabled him to become human. That is serious. We may come to that if the Lord permits. Better than themselves. 
Each of you should not look only onto your own interest, but also to the interest of others. Each of you should not look at your own interest. How many government officials, how many political leaders, how many religious leaders, pastors, elders, deacons, bank managers, lawyers, teachers, can say from the bottom of their heart that in everything they do, their consciousness is for the interest of others. If you're a manager and people are working under you, what is your ultimate interest? Is it to make them or to use your power to be a blessing? Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ. Continue. Who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. Hear me out. Bible did not just say therefore he has been given a name. Before he was given the name he exhibited amazing humility amazing show of interest for other people rather than himself how many of us genuinely from the bottom of your heart if you are asked to be the one to be cleaning this dome every day clean come and clean here you will be happy to clean or how many of you if they say that okay dickness so and so dickens so and so elders so and so brothers so and so sisters so and so your function in this church not you deciding the church asking that your function will be to wash the washroom you will clap how many of us, if our duty is to clean the chairs for somebody to sit on? Some people, even when they are told to sit somewhere, they feel too big to sit there. And yet, you want to be given a name. Even the person asking you to sit, you don't value the person. And that's why you look the person up and down in your chair. The Bible says that he gives a name to those who are able to see others better than themselves. This is a hard saying. Anytime you begin to think that, you know, when, when there's a bit of pride, you see anything that <laughs> you see, fault. If it was me, that's some subtle pride. You see the black spots. He made himself nothing. Are we nothing? Can we really look into ourselves, managers, so and so, brothers, so and so, and see that you are nothing? Do we really believe we are nothing but grace? Do we really believe that? We are something, Papa. A lot of us have egos. Hear me out. God wants to break all of us down. God wants us to become nothing in his hands so that he can mold us, coordinate us, and use us to show his manifold wisdom to the principality. Listen, no matter your wisdom, you cannot contest or contend with these authorities. You cannot. No matter how prayerful you are, no matter how long you have been in the church, no matter your apostolic authority or pastoral or prophetic thing, you cannot compete with the rulers who are invisible beings. You don't even see them. How do you compete with them? But it's only when we become nothing in the hands of God. We become like servants, people who don't know anything. We put our whatever down and say, here I am, Lord. And because Jesus did that, he says, let this mind that was in Christ, that enabled him to see himself as nothing, be in you. Because it is when he did that, therefore God gave him a name. So it's not enough just to come to church and say, in the name of Jesus, demons bow, but you are full of self. They won't bow because they know you don't have the mind of Christ. They know you. These demons, they know Papa. They told sons of Sceva, Peter, I know. Jesus, I know. Who are you? That legion told Jesus Christ that I know you are the son of God. They also have information. So when they know we are full of self, they know it. When they know we see that we think that we are better than other people, they know it. When they realize that we are full of self and we are not prepared to do menial service for the kingdom, I'm not asking you to go and sweep the streets. 
But to see yourself as nothing, then when you're asked to do anything, you do it with joy. My prayer for you is not an easy job. It's not an easy task. But the reason why Jesus was exalted and given a name is that he did not count equality with God something to be grasped. He did not count who he was as a stumbling block for what God wanted him to do. I pray that we will have the grace to be nothing before God, to be so broken before God, that God looks at us and sees that I can use this, my son, for anything. When we come to that level where we are dead to self, then the mind that is in Christ can comfortably be said to be within us. And when that happens, Bible says that his intent will then be fulfilled. I pray that we'll have members who are so broken. I'm not talking about self-pity here. I'm not talking about lack of confidence and boldness, no. But I'm talking about coming to a point where you realize that whoever you are, whatever you are, is purely by grace. And you reckon that it is grace that has brought you this far. And so as far as you are concerned, you are nothing, I'm nothing, but grace has made me something. And so I exercise authority on the understanding that it is grace. When there's that understanding in your heart, and not a kind of pomposity, not an attitude of, look, no, no, who is he? Oh, these people. Because God has given you a position, I am tempted to think, haven't you realized that normally people who are well endowed, they are a bit more calmer than, and that is a sign of poverty. Where there's pride, there's poverty. Those who are classy, sometimes you see very rich people and the kind of shirt they are wearing. I'm not saying they are wearing tatters. And then you see somebody who just went to borrow and he's in <laughs> the kind of car he will go and buy. That person is too high. I'm not asking you not to be fashionable. Don't get it from the physical angle, but I'm talking about the calmness of the spirit, that inner man. Therefore, God has given him a name that is above every name. If we will align with the mind of God, Bible says that when you mention the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. So if knees are not bowing, then we maybe have to reflect. Our knees bowing, our rulers bowing, our authorities bowing to us. So is it God who is lying? Is it not true that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow? Is it not true? Is it a lie? Could it be that there is something we are not doing right? Or could it be that there is something more we can do? Are you even offended with this message? I hope not. Because that would be a sure mark of what I'm talking about. That would be a sure mark. It means that we cannot even accept the fact that we need to be broken. How do you see yourself? Better? How do you see others? Do we see others better? And so we are able to respect them. Do we respect our children? Respect our spouses? Value them? Treasure them? Respect a member who is not an elder? Or we only respect elders and pastors? You respect only presiding elders, you respect leaders, or you value anyone who is a human being. Jesus was God, but he came down. Jesus conquered all the three stages. He conquered the earth and overcame all the powers on the earth. He was lifted up. He made a public spectacle of the principalities in the heavenly realms. He was made a living spirit and went to the underworld and overcame the underworld and took the keys from the underworld. And today he has been given authority over heaven, earth, and under the earth. And the Bible is saying that we at his name can do something. I pray that this statement will not remain in the Bible so that we don't just use the power in the name just for petty, petty, little, little things. For businesses, they are good. But more than that, to control nations, to control empires, to control ideologies, to have dominion, to have influence, that we will operate at the level of authorities and powers and principalities. 
because we control and influence them at the mention of the name. That is the point I'm talking about. Where our spirituality rises to the level where we compete with the realms of the authorities and principalities because we are controlling. No wonder Paul could say that I long to come to you that I will impart. No wonder Peter could say silver and gold have I not but what I have. They believed in who they were because they understood the name. Peter said that this cripple you see here was saved because of faith in the name. They believed that name. What a church we have. I pray that we would have confidence in the name. And use the name to turn cities upside down in our generation. Let us not die until we have led such legacies. May we not just die until we have made an impact in the hearts and the lives of men. I'm talking about nations appropriating the power in us. Oh God, let us not disappoint that name. If the Pauls and the Peters and the Polycaps and the fathers of all conquered nations and territories, let us not die just like that in our days. In Jesus' name, I pray for this church and I release you to operate at the level God wants you to operate. I release you that your influence will not just be with you and your husband and your wife. That is too small, church. That is too small. I release you that your influence will not just be in your community. That is too small. I release you to operate with authorities that your prayer would influence the powers and principalities on God's side. That God would use you to manifest his wisdom to these rulers and authorities. And that the scripture will be fulfilled that all of them in heaven and on earth and even beneath the earth bow to that name because you mentioned and appropriated that name. Let this be your portion in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.